I lost my identity. I didn't recognize myself. But through battling my trauma and my pain, I was soon becoming the person I was meant to be. What up, people? Welcome to another episode of the Positive Self Storyteller Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and this is a platform I use to talk about all things mental health and growth positive mindset. Now, today, my guest is Ryan Nurse, aka Fool Around the World. Hey, Ryan, what's going on? Hello. Hi, Ryan. Good name, by the way. Um, yeah. How are you? I'm very right, well. Right back at you. Right back at you. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. It's been, like I said, we've just been speaking before, been a long day. Um, and we met on Clubhouse, right? Yeah, Clubhouse, amazing platform. Um, yeah, it's, it's so good. I've pulled so many amazing things from Clubhouse. And I've actually recently um, handed my notice in at my unfulfilled day job of over 13 years because of Clubhouse is one of the main factors why I've done it. Can I? Wow. Okay. Like, so what is it? Why have you done that? Because the, the reason that I've done it, because for a long time now, I've been saying to myself that I'm going to quit my job. And I've met so many amazing people through Clubhouse and I've learned so much over the past few months, I guess. And I, I believe that if, say, for instance, that I wanted to surround myself with these types of people, it would cost me thousands, if not millions of pounds to spend that amount of time with these yeah. types of people. So I thought if I want to grow in life, I need to take uncomfortable action. And yeah, I've handed my notice in it. I've been say spending as much time as possible on Clubhouse for the past month. <laughs> what, wait, that, hey, that takes a lot of balls, man. That takes big, big balls, let me tell you. Thank wow. you. Good Thank effort. you. Good effort. So what are you hoping to do now? Um, so at the, at the, yeah, yeah, at the minute, I'm, I'm just learning as much as possible um, because my mission is to, to share my words and to share the knowledge that I've gained from facing and overcoming the adversities in my life to, to help other people progress in their lives and become the very best version of themselves. Because we'll talk about this in a moment, but I, I personally don't want to live my life with, say, get to the end of it with regrets. And I don't want anybody else to as well. So I, I want to almost encourage people to take that uncomfortable action to, to live their best life, as to say. Oh, that's a beautiful message and a beautiful journey you're on too. So, you know, with that in mind, uh you know yeah so tell your story man like you know what have you what have you been through and then how have you come out the other side because i you know i've been reading a bit about you and uh you know the floor is yours the floor is yours young man. okay amazing so yeah my, my name is ryan nurse i'm a traumatic brain injury survivor who's also suffered from and overcome depression so just over nine years ago now i was attacked on the way home from a nightclub where there was no physical signs of trauma so i went home to bed as usual but sadly, my parents couldn't wake me up the next morning and I had to be rushed into hospital where I suffered from a fractured skull and a blood clot due to a bleed on the brain. I had to be put into an induced coma and specialists said to my parents that I'll be lucky to survive the night. And just over three, de yeah, three days in, I was, I was being kept alive by the life support machine in the coma, obviously. And on the third day, specialists again gathered my parents and they, they suggest that my life support machine got turned off because there was zero brain activity. So obviously for any parent, that's probably the, the worst news they could hear about their child. And my dad, again, there and then took uncomfortable action, which ultimately saved my life. He stood up and he said, no, the machine isn't getting turned off. 
because Ryan takes time to do anything. So just give him that time he needs. So again, <laughs> thank, thank, thankfully for me, um, my, my dad doing that ultimately did save my life because they kept the machine on. And over the period of about, about a week, I did start to progress where I might only say twitch a hand or uh, twitch a toe. Um, my parents were, were so thankful for those slight movements because they knew I was, say, alive. But again, specialists said that it was just ele- electric currents and stuff and it, it wasn't anything to be hopeful for. And they actually said to my parents that if I was to ever survive, like, wake up, be in a vegetative state for the rest of my life and I would never walk or talk again but again my parents were just keeping that hope and over the period of about another week I did start to progress to the point where I I did uh, wake up and the very first time that I woke up I I remember looking down on myself in the intensive care unit on my own with obviously wires on me pads and patches and I had a tracheostomy in my throat and it it was pretty scary as well because I actually suffered an out-of-body experience and I won't go into that today because I could talk about this forever, but I, I honestly believe that. I saw my, myself through the eyes of my creator. Um, and, yeah, since that day, I, I did start to progress where I obviously I did have to learn to walk and talk again. The tracheostomy obviously come out. And I remember the very first time that I walked to the toilet on my own, it was only possibly 10 steps across the, the hospital ward. And I went to the toilet and obviously I went for a wee I turned around started to wash my hands and as I'm washing my hands it almost felt like somebody's staring at me and as I look up it was a mirror and obviously that was the first time that I saw myself prior to going out that evening before and I looked straight back down I couldn't look at myself because it was quite scary and when I looked up again I just didn't understand what I was looking at I couldn't take it all in and I don't I've heard one story there's one person he said his mum had the same thing where I looked in the mirror and I didn't realise what I, or I couldn't recognise what I was looking at and it was actually me. And the first thing that went through my mind was Frankenstein because I had staples the whole way down one side of my head. Uh, I had a hole in my throat. One of my eyes was pointing up and my, my, wow. I, looked like a skeleton. I looked like a skeleton, yeah. Wow. It was crazy. Can, I just, um, can we just backtrack slightly, just, just quickly, Ryan? Yeah, of course. Of course, How, yeah, of course. When was this? This was just over nine years ago now. So it was, nine years ago, okay. Yeah, just over nine years ago. So it would be, yeah, this this year, towards the, towards the end of this year would be the 10th year anniversary. And can I ask how old you are? I'm 28 years old now. So yeah, it was, it was almost 10 years ago. So, so I, I was only just 18, yeah. Yeah, in your teens, right? And how long, were yeah. you, um, how long were you in this coma for? In the coma for about a week in total. And how long did this kind of ordeal last from the time that you got attacked and went in to the time where you thought, okay, I, I can kind of function the way I used to? Oh, that's a great question. So the whole hospital period, so going in literally like that, that, that next day where it was, he's not going to survive the night mm. to come, coming out of hospital was just under one month. Um, but then, effects are like afterwards went on for years to be fair how does that what does that do to you mentally as in to hear that you were on death's door and it was a flick of a switch was a decider yeah no it makes me super grateful for my life obviously like really really grateful yeah. because one of the reasons is and again my parents obviously told me this 
that when they used to go up to the hospital every day to see sort of me just laying there in 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 an intensive care unit on a life support machine, there was also other families that they they started to talk to and that were in the same place. So it could be brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, etc. And sadly, they just took the advice from the specialist and they decided to turn the life support machines off. And obviously, their loved ones didn't didn't survive. So that really should have been me and it would have been me if it wasn't for my dad so yeah super grateful hey well you're you're, you're going to be here for a purpose then right most definitely yes exactly yeah can i also ask do you know why you were attacked it was just uh, the heat of the moment thing you know like people go out get drunk and of course man i know fights happen yeah fights happen and people don't realize like the power of say a few punches like they don't expect they're going to have a fight with someone and someone like the person that they had a fight with is literally fighting for their life like it, it never goes through people's heads but the power of one single punch punch can kill people can't it so yeah man we yeah, it, I, I, I've, crazy. I've seen it it happens all around the world you know you don't know what you're going to get into when you're young you know you go out yeah. for drinks you know you throw your inhibitions to the wind and you just have one a good time and then kind of spirals, escalates, one thing leads to another. And then, you know, you end up doing some dumb shit, but then that kind of leads to life-threatening. Right? Yeah. Which is a crazy, a crazy scenario to, to fall into. Uh, you know, thanks for, like, just sharing that as well, man. Of course. So, yeah, I come out of hospital, obviously seeing myself in the mirror and stuff. Um, and straight, it was literally that day, actually, a really fast progression where I did start to... To walk to the point where they say sent me home not long after um and pretty soon after the whole incident it was christmas and a few months down the line i actually uh, met which is now my ex-partner and sort of long story short we we had this six and a half year relationship with each other which yeah amazing um she introduced me into world travel and we'd done multiple uh, trips away abroad to different destinations uh, each year and at the end of 2018, Mike's partner said, um, we should stop spending as much time with each other. And for me, it was not only confusing, but it was really, I was gutted. And yeah, yeah I didn't know where any of this was coming from. Obviously, we was arguing at a few points, well, for a long time we was arguing, but I didn't know it was going to go into that stage, you know. So um, I ended up spending, say, Christmas and my birthday alone. And the next year, in 2019, March, we had a trip booked up to Cape Town, backpacking. And she obviously didn't want to go. Um, and I, I decided to, to build the courage to say, yeah, I'm going to do it on my first ever solo trip. So I ended up going on that trip. But the, the, the weekend before I went, I actually saw, say, my ex-partner out with another guy after saying that she wanted to be single. So not only was that, say, a, a heartbreak, it was also a big relief off of my shoulders. And I, I went on this trip, which was incredible, two and a half or two, yeah, two weeks to Cape Town, met some amazing people. But the the very first day that I got back, obviously to an empty home now, um, yeah, I, I just, the depression really started to kick in and I was downhill spiraling and I, I really hated my own company and my, surrounded by, yeah, surrounded by myself and the sound of silence. I, I hated it at the point um, when I got back from Cape Town and things were, were going downhill to the point where I was, desperate for some sort of external happiness and I remember googling how to be happy and I would click on every single website um later on as the months went on I actually turned to drink and drugs at one point as well um 
I went to the doctors. They they prescribed me antidepressants, which I refused to take because I honestly felt I hadn't exhausted all avenues. Uh, CBT counselling, I I tried that, but sadly it didn't work. So I I ended up lying my way out of that and pretended that I felt better. Um, but it was one single thought that literally changed my life around completely and changed my mindset. And I was sat there one day, and the thought that went through my mind, obviously I was crying my eyes out as I'd done every weekend. And the thought that went through my mind said, could I live with the thought of dying with regrets? And I started to ask myself the question, could I live with the thought? And the answer was no. And I started to reflect on my life and look at all the obstacles I'd already overcome. And then I started to practice gratitude because I realized that the nightmare that I was going through was actually a dream for somebody else. And by practicing this gratitude, I noticed these, I was like a a positivity magnet and I attracted these small positive things into my life. To the point where I like to say I got a, a release date for this prison that I was in. And before you know it, I would say move back to my parents. And um, yeah, I moved back to my parents. And I set myself this travel goal to visit a different country every month for a complete year. So this is where the fool around the world come from. So oh, that, that very first weekend that I was back at my parents, um, I, I decided to go out to like a local bar or pub um, to just see what was going on. And, as I was there, uh, I see a load of, say, friends or people I knew from school. And they all asked me about, say, my journey, what I'm doing now that I've, say, split on my ex-partner. And I said, I'm going to visit a different country every month for a complete year. And some people were excited, but other people were a bit, mm, is he going to do it? Isn't he going to do it? And this one guy, obviously drunk, but he just said randomly, how is a fool with a head like yours going to travel the world on his own? And I said, look, I, I, I didn't know what to say at the start, but I waited a few, like 20-odd, 30 seconds or whatever it was, or a minute even. And I said, I'll show you how I do it. And I literally went home and I, I booked uh, two weeks backpacking in Croatia on my own. And that's what started it. And I did. I, I set myself this travel goal every month up until 2020 when COVID kicked in, which put stop to my trips. Wow. Man, what a journey you've been on, right? <laughs> Thank you. What a journey. Like... <sighs> I'm just going to go back slightly to yeah, sure. the, the instant you had, you know, the, uh, the life-threatening kind of instant yeah, yeah. you went through. Yeah. When you break up with someone or, you know, you, they, you know you, your relationship splits, do yeah. you somewhat put your life in perspective then? Like, does your perspective change of like, what really matters to you? Like, how did your perspective change? As in what, like when, when we first split yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, or... because, you know, I'm not, I'm not, not too... You know, some, some when people break up from the relationships, it can be devastating. Yeah. Then I ask myself the question, but I almost died. So, did you have a perspective, a shift in perspective of what's really like what's really important to you, or what, you know, was it just as bad as you know as anything you've ever been through? Because you know, you've been through a journey that. N- <laughs> It's a small, not, I wouldn't even, I didn't even know the percentage, I can't even put it out there. But to be on death's door and then to come out of it and to learn to walk and, and talk and do all these kind of, you know, these uh, functions that we've been doing since birth, then to get into a relationship and for that to, to fall apart. Like, where's your head at with, with everything, you know, going on? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, like I say, when I when I saw her out with this other guy at the very start of it, after say it was probably two two or three months, four months maybe I'm not sure prior to when she said she wanted to be single, 
I saw her out with this other guy. So that because we was we was living together, making things amicable. And the more space that I give her what she asked for, the more we drifted apart. And I had all these thoughts going on in my mind. And obviously seeing her out confirmed all of the thoughts um, to the point where I got back from Cape Town, living on my own, which I hated at the point. And that's when the depression really kicked in. And for me, the depression was worse than the brain injury because I was in a coma and I wasn't really, I wasn't really yeah. doing much. There so you I was go. actually living. Yeah, I was living sometimes. And it sounds horrible, but I, I didn't want to live sometimes because I remember when I was really depressed, like when I was right at sort of rock bottom, I used to wake up every single morning at my old house and I used to just wake up and I used to say, for fuck's sake, because I, I didn't really want to wake up some days. But then, like I say, that day the thought, I had that, uh, it was literally like a light switch moment when the thought went through my mind that said, could I live with the thought of dying with regrets? I, I did start to practice the gratitude because I realised the obstacle that I'd already overcome, obviously death doors, brain injury, coma, etc. Massive. And I thought, I can overcome this. And then what I'd done by practicing the gratitude, I switched the when I woke up in the morning, the fuck you to thank you. And mm -hmm. and I still do that to the day now. I say thank you every morning that I wake up. Yeah, I just you know, it's it's a crazy situation to be in. I think if I had gone through what you went through, everything else would be can I compare to that? It's like, oh, I can get through that because I got through. Look what I got. Look what I went through. You know, it's like when I go running and I, I, I've, I've done one marathon in my life, right? So if I run 5K, 10K and I get tired, I always compare it to, yeah, you're not as tired as you if you were running a marathon. So, you know, get a move on. So, you know, if, if you get into a, into a negative mindset, you know, there's always that way look at, looking at, yeah, but it could be a hell of a lot worse like it used to be, right? So, you know, stop. Stop thinking about how it is. Look at what it was like and focus on how you came out of it. You know? Yeah, no, I love that. Comparing it to you saying about a marathon because I do the exactly the same thing. I, I practice daily gratitude. And when I find myself in a difficult situation or I can't think of something to be grateful for, I literally just switch back to it could be worse, I could be dead. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's all I say to myself. Crazy, no, for me, there's nothing worse than being yeah yeah uh, this this, this I, I, the whole point yeah that's what i'm trying to get to but you and the relationship yeah. and so, so on and so forth like that's kind of like the, the level that, that you peak at right like nothing can get worse than that for you know for you currently in your i well, you know i'm just i'm not trying to mind read i'm just yeah. trying, you know that's a crazy exactly thing that and I, I do say to people like when people feel like they are in a really down place I, I honestly say to a lot of people just put your hand on your heart and i say can you feel that beating that means you're alive. And if you're alive, you can still change the ending to your story. Like you could be the hero of your own story. Well, it's a good day, right? If, you, if, you, if your heart's beating, it's a good day. <laughs> it's always a good day. Yeah, it's cool. So this journey you've been on, not as much as, not the, the emotional journey, but the physical journey, fool around the world, you decided to go on, on a trip, take a new destination every month, you said? How yeah, many, this how was many, from, how many months did you consecutively? I think I, I think yeah, I think I'd done seven months up until COVID twenty twenty. So uh, my last trip was twenty twenty in February. I went to Rome, which was incredible for a long weekend. Nice. COVID kicked in. Oh my god, it, I'm not gonna lie, like, I, I was petrified of this COVID. I thought it, I thought that was the end of everyone. 
because all this news was so scary and I actually give my TV away at the start of uh, 2020 because I was that petrified of seeing all this negativity. <laughs> I give my TV to someone. I let, I let my friend have it. So, so yeah. I thought, seeing all this negativity on the news, I thought, how can I use, say, say the knowledge that I'd gained from facing and overcoming the adversities in my life to, to potentially have positive impact on other people's lives, especially going through these times of uncertainty. Um, yeah, so that's, that's when I started to become vulnerable. I set up my Instagram page, what was the start of it all, and the perfect name that just came to my mind was Fool Around the World because that guy said what he said, and I love traveling the world. So I come up with the Instagram page, and I just started to share my journey, become vulnerable. And the more that I've done it, the, the amazing feedback I got from many people by saying, like, I'm in the same position or I know someone and that sort of gave me that feel that I needed to become more vulnerable because vulnerability is such a superpower and honestly believe like being vulnerable just it it's where the true healing happens because not only are you healing yourself but you're healing others too so vulnerability is amazing yeah most definitely to be authentic and show your true self true you know to to show your true form and look internally, it, it can be scary. It can be kind of dark, and no one wants to do it, right? Like, who wants to see yeah, exactly. all your those are like kind of idiosyncrasies and, um, like you say, all the vulnerabilities? But once you, yeah. do, once you're comfortable, it's like you said, right? You got to be comfortable in the uncomfortable, and uh, you've done that, and you've done that remarkably. And and you know that's such a cool thing to do, man. Go traveling as well. Like, if I could go back, I'd go traveling, man. I'd love to see more of this world. I'd love to see where I'm, where I'm at in Wales, man. It's too small and the world's too big. <laughs> ready to stay put. You know what I mean? So where's the, uh, where's the nicest place you've been to? Oh, that's a great question. To be fair, I'm not going to sit on the fence because I do say uh, every single place is, is beautiful in its own way. Um, uh, that I, if I say like the best place that I've been to so far, I always say the Philippines because it's, it's just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And if you could go, if COVID, you know, hopefully we come out of this lockdown, yeah. where's your next destination? Again, that's a great question because um, I literally want to go everywhere in the world. But <laughs> Who doesn't, really, right? Who doesn't? Really, I really, yeah, I really want to go to Cuba. Ah, oh, sweet. Yeah, man, Cuba. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I'd like to go. I think I'd like to go. I'd like to see more of America, more South America. I think I'd like to go more that way. I love New York. That's probably like my yeah, uh, spirit that's, town. That's up there on my list. Yeah, it's fantastic. Here we get to go, go. So what's next for the Fool Around the World? What's next for you? Brilliant question again. So like I say, 2020, I started Fool Around the World. And towards the end of 2020, I thought, how can I keep progressing with this? Because I honestly believe progression equals happiness. And I've been thinking about it for a long time. And a lot of people have told me I should be doing this too. And I thought, you know what, I'm going, to, I'm going to write my own book about my life journey. Oh, that's brilliant. And yeah, I've started to write my, my first book and I've actually titled it, Could I Live With the Thought of Dying With Regrets? Because that is what got me up and out of that ditch I was stuck in. And yeah, I'm possibly, I'd say, 90 to 100 pages in so far. Oh, that's fantastic, man. Like to write, that's something I've considered too, writing a book. I think a lot of people have. Yeah. You know, if, they, if they've got a story to share, they all want to write a book. But you've got a story to share everybody's got a story to share no, someone I, needs to hear your story too so well you know this is why i do the podcast this is why i get people on like you you know to um so messages kind of echo and people can hear and kind of um 
take solace in knowing that if someone's going through something similar, then it's okay. You know, just tell it as nice as possible. No one's that special for it to only happen to that person. And I think that's what was kind of my saving grace, is that to know that other people were going through the same thing I was going through, then it re- made me realize that I'm okay. This is not kind of abnormal. I'm going to be okay. Yeah, and I, I recently done a post on this to say it's okay not to be okay, etc. And don't worry because everybody's got problems in their lives. And by telling somebody about your problems, you're not adding to their problems. Like you're not a burden. So just be comfortable to reach out and tell somebody because a problem shared is a problem halved. Of course it is, man. Of course it is. Yeah, fantastic. There we are, man. Hey, thank you ever so much for sharing your story tonight. Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me on as well. No, it's been fantastic. I'm going to ask you a few questions just to uh, lighten up the mood and to yeah, of course. get my listeners to get to know you just a little bit better so these are random questions right uh if you were, were an animal what would you be it's got to be a lion ryan a lion <laughs> how many times have we heard that <laughs> how many times okay um what is your favorite dish or favorite food uh, t- uh thai thai food thai food okay um what else have i got here what did you want to be when you grew up? I didn't know, and this is what I've written in my book. I honestly didn't know. No? Didn't okay. know. I didn't have a single clue. <laughs> Who does, right? <laughs> Who does? Okay, so in 150 years, science... Oh, I could... You probably given the answer to this question already, but I can say it again. Anyway, in 150 years, scientists failed to save us all, and there's a book about your life. What's the title of that book? Could I Live With the Thought of Dying <laughs> With Regrets? Most definitely. Okay. Uh, last question. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Inspired is if I look back and see how far I've already come. So I inspire myself, not only from, say, how, how far I've come from my past self, but I also look at my future self, and that inspires me to head towards that future self too. So, yeah, I inspire me. It's a great answer, man. Great answer. And Thank you. did I miss anything? Was there anything you'd like to share? Anything else? One, yeah, one more single thing. I, I said this uh, just a moment ago about, I honestly believe that progression equals happiness. Yeah. And we have to progress. We have to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. And I've recently just pushed myself outside of my comfort zone even more because I've always said on my travels abroad, I've always said for years that I'll never do a skydive at all or anything like that because I've, I've always been petrified. So recently, it, it popped up on my feed or on something on my phone and said, uh, Papyrus are doing a, uh, uh, their suicide prevention for under-35s and they're doing a, a skydive to raise money for the charity. And I see it on my phone. I thought, this is a sign. Like, I need to do this. So I just signed up for it. So I'm going to do a skydive and take myself outside of my comfort zone and face my fears and obviously raise money for charity too. So. What, 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 a be- what not a better cause to do it for, like, fantastic. And I've yeah, always no. wanted a Thanks. skydive, man. You're ticking things off my bucket list, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, going to all these places, going skydiving. Man, I want to live your life. <laughs> nah, never. We're all unique. We're all unique. Of course we are. What do, I, what do I say? You might as well be you, right? Because everybody else is taken up. That's what they say. Exactly. So, yeah. We're, yeah. All, we're, all, we're all born genuine, but most die copies. 
Oh, most definitely. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah. yeah, born for greatness, man. Born for greatness. Ryan, thank you ever so much for sharing your story and being on tonight's podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate you. And nah. I appreciate everyone that's gonna listen as well. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Thank you ever so much. And again, to all my listeners, if you have a story uh, you'd like to share on the podcast, then please email me at the positive self storyteller at gmail.com. Also, if this story echoed with any of you tonight, then please help to spread awareness by liking, sharing, and leaving a review. And lastly, you can connect with me on any of the socials. Just type in Positive Self Storyteller. Thanks again to Ryan, uh, that AKA fool around the world. And remember guys, if you want a new chapter, just turn the page. See ya.